Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant, to shot. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no regard for human life. And he's going to go. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys NBA podcast. We are talking trades today on this podcast, and as usual, I am joined by my good friend Callum Mack. How you doing, man? Yeah, pretty good, man. Let's uh, talk some basketball. Let's go. We're talking basketball, man. I've been following along. There's been a lot of a lot of trade talk being hidden up recently. A lot of some players are sitting out games in preparation to be traded or bought out. There's a couple of you know rumors floating around. So we're going to dive in there a little bit. There's still, I think the trade deadline is at the end of March. So we've still got a good month away before the NBA trade deadline. So perhaps some of these don't pan out straight away. But maybe we're looking in the future um, to something that may or may not happen. Uh, it's always fun to speculate. So um, before we get into like the actual trade scenarios, any thoughts on, on some of the rumors floating around? Or do you think some of these things are legit? Or, or what's, your, what's your read on it? Oh, there's definitely some that are legit. Um, you had someone like yeah. Blake Griffin, I think, yesterday who literally said he's either sitting or getting bored out. Um, yeah. So that, that, that's pretty hectic. It's weird to think because I actually just looked at the tra- deadline. It's actually March 25th. So we've actually yeah. got a month, over a month, um, yeah. <laughs> some trade rumors, but they're definitely are popping up now, which is interesting. So, yeah, the other thing, though, is I think the date that was that you could trade players that you've signed has passed already as well. So I think a lot of those players that were not available start of the season are now available to be traded. So that opens some things up as well. So... All sort of leads to some of the rumors flying around, and and some of them are just that rumors, but some of them have a little bit of bit of heat to it. So we'll get stuck into it. Um, when we go through these trade rumors, we'll be talking about you know regular NBA, but we'll also touch on a bit of fantasy um, stuff as well. So whether you're an NBA listener or if you play fantasy, these will all be relevant to you. So um, the first one we want to touch on is one of those ones that we think is going to be pretty legit and I expect to go down fairly soon. Um, And we're going to touch on Andre Drummond. Now, he's been one of those players that looks like he is going to sit or at least benched or I don't know until he's either traded, bought out. I don't know what's going on here, but it looks like uh, Jarrett Allen's going to be the permanent starter for that team now, at least until they trade. Maybe they get another center back, but for now he's he's a starter. Um... I'll throw it over to you, Cal. What are your thoughts on Andre Drummond? Do you think, like, do you know any teams that might be interested? Where do you think he's going to end up eventually? Um, th- there's a couple of teams that do need a big man. Um, yeah. So there could be some teams that are interested. There's just a lot of kind of negative value, I guess, right now for Andre Drummond. He has been having a yeah. reasonable season. I'll, I'll give him that. Um, but there's always the yeah. knock against, like, you know, so he plays bad team defense. Um, and even, even he's shooting around the basket for a big man is pretty bad. Uh, let's be yeah. honest. It's like, it's like near 50%, which for a big man, yeah, it's not good. So there's a lot of question marks. That There's a reason that the Detroit Pistons only got one second round pick for him. Um, for the yeah, they're literally like 
gave him away. Like, just, just literally just get off the team. Exactly. They, they honestly just didn't want to pay that player option that he's obviously yeah. accepted no. for this season. Um, and that's yeah. why he's in the final year of his contract. So, to that degree, it makes him more tradable than he was last season, just because they yeah. have that player option. So, because he's expiring, definitely that, to some degree, makes him, yeah, a bit more of a trade chip. Um, but yep. it's, it's hard to say. It's hard to say it could go. Um, I, I noticed I think you've listed a couple of teams. So who, who do you reckon is the front runner? Look, at, from what I've heard at the rumblings around the NBA and Twitter, it, it seemed to me like the Raptors were the biggest um, contender. That was the first thing that came out. Although I've heard a few more things since then. I've heard I've heard lots of teams. To be honest, there's a lot of lot of teams flying around. Um, I've, in this podcast, we're going to go through a lot of players who are on the trade table. And the biggest theme from all these trades that I can gather is it seems there's a lot of big men available. That's that's the thing that's sort of making this all a little bit confusing. There's a lot of centers. There's a lot of big men that are not really wanted. Even sort of like bigger power forwards. So perhaps some of these teams that maybe are in the market for a center might not want to trade for Drummond. Maybe they want to wait to see if they can get him from a buyout market. So maybe that's why the the trigger has been pulled yet. But I think the Raptors so far has been the the leading uh, rumor mill, which obviously from a fantasy point of view for someone like Chris Boucher would be absolutely devastating and probably ruin his, his fantasy value unless... Oh, yeah, even still, even if he's traded back over Jared Allen, you know, it, it, it'd just be bad news for him unless he's find himself on a third party. So, uh, from a fan point point of view, that would not be good news. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, they could still play together. If that did happen. Like Boucher can stretch the court, so you can still play yeah. together. His blocks would definitely go down there. That, that'd be, I guess, maybe one hit because you have Drummond clogging the paint yeah. a little bit more. Um, I, th- I think Raptors would be the front runners. They need a big man. Aaron Baines hasn't worked out. He's too old. He gets injured too much. Boucher mm. is a great per minute guy, but in certain matchups, he's probably not quite there. That's why Nick Nurse doesn't trust him as much. Yeah, Nick Nurse doesn't doesn't want to play him. So it just it seems like the writing's on the wall there. So that's yeah, and it's been like that all season. Exactly. And it, well, let's say the Raptors do do it. What, what would their ceiling be if they push for a trade there? I don't know. I've never been the biggest fan. You're talking about like seeding. Yeah. Yeah. Look, like they've they've caught up a bit of ground. I think they'd still be able to get like to a sixth or seventh seed. I think they're kind of on that pace already anyway. So I don't know if it increases their ceiling too much. Um, I kind of see Drummond as like a. I don't know, 26 minutes per night kind of guy. So he's not, I don't see him as that like big 30 plus, 32 minute a night center anymore. So yeah, I don't know if he's going to push their ceiling too high. It definitely is a good matchup thing that they can throw out there, a big body that they don't really have at the moment. So um, I think it helps them. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's the big needle mover that you might think. Here's one team that had a big trade exception and probably do need a big man in the Celtics. Your Celtics. Oh, yeah. I think, I'm thinking we're going to name the Celtics a fair few times <laughs> on this pod. Because <laughs> they, they, they come up in a lot of rooms. And I, I have been seeing that as well in terms of like also the buyout market as well. So I'm not sure if, I don't know, Andrew Drummond. I think he's more likely than this next guy to be traded than bought out. But look, as the Celtics, I think we can land a bigger fish than, than Andre Drummond. Personally, uh, I would not... I don't know. Who are we trading to get him? Like, what are we what are we giving up? Well, you've got the big trade exception. So, yeah. You, you, I mean, so, it doesn't have to be a big contract. Exactly. So, you could throw someone smaller. Maybe like a, I don't know, Robert Williams. Robert Williams. Um, as some yeah. upside, bring in Drummond. Maybe whatever else makes the cash work. Um, 
What do you what do you think Cleveland wants though? Because they they're pretty they're pretty deep at the forward position and the center position. Like they've got some guys there. Like what are they looking for? Are they looking for a, like I would have thought they're looking for like a wing kind of player. Like I would have thought a wing as or, well. Or maybe yeah, or maybe just draft assets. Like even if there's just a I don't know. They got a couple. They gave up a second round pick or whatever. Maybe they just want that back. I don't know. Um, they could use I guess a second. Obviously they can upgrade Jared Allen to the starting position, and then they get a yeah. backup center plus another asset. Whether that's like a even even if it's like a second, couple seconds, if they got like a late round first, I'm sure they pulled. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Okay. See. Yeah. Look, if all we had to give up was, yeah, a Robert Williams for Drummond, I don't know and between then maybe him. Maybe a second as well. Throw a second round draft pick. In. I wouldn't hate it. I think it it gives us a bit more versatility, and it is, uh, you know. But we've got Tristan Thompson there as well, who kind of does the same thing that Drummond does anyway, uh, and is probably a better vertical spacer. Um, maybe Drummond scores a little bit more fit, oh, efficiently, but even then, I don't really want him to be the source of our points for us to be successful. So, yeah, like I said, I think the Celtics, we should be looking at, yeah, getting someone a bit more valuable and a bit more of a moodle, uh, needle mover than Andre Drummond, personally. And I, I don't think that we will. I honestly don't think that we're going to be looking at Andre Drummond. And I think that's just people sort of lumping the Celtics in there because, like, oh, they need a big man. You know, they always, we always seem to come up when centers are on, on the trade block. So I'm, I'm less inclined to think that that's going to happen. Um, I'll throw out some other names and of teams that he's been linked to. Um, the Knicks are out there, like always. They always seem to be popping up. They want to get everyone. Um, I think the Bucks is a bit of an interesting one. You know, Robin Lopez is sort of. That him and Drummond are almost like opposites. Like he's like the guy who doesn't get many rebounds, gets blocked shots, and spreads the floor. And then Drummond is that big body sort of guy. Um, so they could even like split minutes. I think that would actually be pretty handy for the Bucks and a bit of a utility play for them to use, depending on the matchup they're going up against. Uh, and could come into play in in the um, in the playoffs. Obviously, with Giannis there, you don't necessarily want someone who can't space the floor as well. But just another option if they don't have to give up too much. So I think that's an interesting one. Uh, and then also the Nuggets and Lakers, who I don't like quite as much. Obviously, he's a backup sort of center on those teams. So don't know if I necessarily like that. I think the Knicks have been brought up because he's from New York as well. So potentially if he's bought out, then he might want to sign for the Knicks, play for his hometown team. So, you know, Mitch Robinson's out injured at the moment. They love their big man. You know, why not throw another big man on there? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I think Mitch um, Robinson's out for about a month, isn't he? So yeah, they could yeah. use him. So and they're, they're, I think they're trying to make the playoffs. I honestly, think that they're trying to push to make the playoffs, and I think that they they may think that Andre Drummond's the guy that might might help them get there. So I would be shocked if the Knicks pulled the trigger on this one, like they did for Derrick Rose, like that kind of that kind of player. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, but all in all, though, I think this is great news for Jarrett Allen's fantasy value. So um, I think honestly, he's got top forty upside. He's a permanent beast, and he was always sort of stuck behind uh, DeAndre Jordan in Brooklyn, and then Andre Drummond, there was a bit of a, a timeshare, but now he's going to get 30, 32-plus minutes a night, and I actually think he's going to be... He could be on a lot of fantasy championship teams this year because um, he's, he's a big difference maker. So a bit, bit of luck to, to land him there if you've been holding him all season, but definitely if he's available, you 100% scoop him up. I doubt he is, but um, he should be owned absolutely everywhere. Let's move on to the next one. This is another guy who's sitting out in, in preparation to get traded or bought out. Uh, that's Blake Griffin. Now, I'm not a big fan of Andre Drummond, but I think there is a bit of trade market value. What do we What do we think about Blake Griffin? Like, is he actually worth anything? Like, his 
like, uh, is anyone going to give up anything to get him, or is he a negative asset that you're going to have to attach picks or something to? He's definitely negative. I, I don't understand how. I don't even understand how he thinks he has the power <laughs> to just kind of sit out and yeah. demand a trade. Or I guess he just it wants seems to get weird. out and go to some kind of contender. But like, yeah, he, he he's does not look like former Blake. I think I saw a, a, no. a fun fact recently where it's been over a year since he's actually dunked the ball. This is like really Blake Griffin would talk about. <laughs> I understand he was out I, for a bit of time last season with injuries, but over yeah. a year since he's dunked the ball, he's had all of this season. Um, yeah, that's it. So it's pretty. So he hasn't, pretty he hasn't dunked the ball this season. Fuck, I haven't watched a lot of Detroit Biscuit games. I've got to be honest. Um, <laughs> I don't find them too exciting to watch. But um, yeah, that's a crazy stat he's if that's much true. Just like a three-point shooter. There's a reason his field goal for the season is 36. percent He's really only yeah. just hitting threes. He doesn't feel comfortable in the paint. Um, he's still averaging like you know a lot of minutes. He's putting up 30 yeah. minutes a game. Yeah, that's bad. Shooting. That's just it's not helping your team. That's it's definitely not good. And and look, like it's, I know he's on a bad team, so the shots are, are difficult to get. But like you've got someone like Jeremy Grant getting like over twenty points a game and, and scoring fairly efficiently. So there's if he was like a, you know even a shade of his former self, he'd be doing better than this. So I I can't see anyone really wanting him to give up anything. The best case scenario, I think, for the Pistons. Oh, probably not for the Pistons, but you know, for Blake perhaps, is they, they trade him and they attach a pick like an Al Horford or a Chris Paul situation like OKC have done, which, um, you know, why not, why not OKC? Why don't they just do this again and, and trade for Blake Griffin, try, try and flip him next year, rehab him like they've done for all these other guys? Like They seem to be really good more at assets. that. So. Yeah, and get some more assets, get some more trade, you know, some draft picks. Like, why not? Like, that's the best trade I can think of. Um, but otherwise, I don't know how he's going to get bought out. Like, his contract seems huge. He's still got another year after this year. Um, how does that even work? Is it like a stretch kind of situation like Nicholas Batum for the Hornets? Because um, I don't know how much sense it makes for the team to do that, really. Because then he's on your books for longer. I don't know. Yeah, I just think... I don't, I'm not so sure this is actually going to happen. Um, it seems like it's going to happen. They're saying it is, but I don't know. I feel like he's just going to get bought out, and he'll probably sign with some kind of contender. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who that ends up being. Yeah. What, what, who do you think he fits all right on? Do you have any teams in mind? Um, well, you look at the contenders. So his preference, obviously, I guess he'd try to get the Brooklyn. Um, he could have yeah. playing time at the Celtics, potentially, so maybe he'd go for that. <laughs> No, thank you. Don't want him. <laughs> I'd rather Andre Drummond. Um, I don't know. Um, like, I doubt he could he get to the Lakers. I, I don't know. Like, the Clippers, I, I'm not too sure. But those would obviously be his preferences. He probably has bad blood Cl- with the Clippers. He probably wouldn't wouldn't be able to go back there, would he? Yeah, I was just saying the Clippers would be interesting if it did happen. That would be a bit of a story. Um, look, I'll throw out the Knicks again. Like, do the Knicks want Blake Griffin? Maybe. Forwards. Uh, more power forwards I don't know <laughs> I'm just trying to look at these teams and I just don't see a fit really where he's gonna actually just slide in there I think wherever he goes look maybe Utah Utah Jazz might might be a decent spot they've got some a big center and Rudy Gobert their power forward right now is Royce O'Neal maybe that's someone who you could slot in there another facilitator if he's got a lot less pressure to shoot maybe he's you know a sort of low 20s and minutes in a team like that so that's something that i i could potentially see i like that i think that's a good call i can see utah because their bench is real bad the, the game they played today um their bench just got absolutely outscored by like 20 points and they lost yeah. the game 
So, Look, they're doing they're doing great this season. So why not? If you're Blake Griffin, that's like a great team to go on if you want a chance at a championship. Yeah. So I, I I don't mind that. Portland is another one that I sort of maybe comes to mind. You know, they're pretty injury riddled at the moment. Um, they don't like to play a lot of defense over there. So maybe he'd fit in nicely. Um, but not not too much depth in the power forward position. Uh, yeah, I think Utah and Portland are probably like the two biggest names that or teams that are um, that come to my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, so one of those two teams I think would make sense. And I think if you're just giving them a minimum sort of deal, then that's fine. Why not? Chuck him on your team and you don't have to play him um, and see how you go. As long as he's not going to interrupt your chemistry on the roster. All right, let's go into a bit more of the other guys who are a bit more long shots. Uh, a couple of more rumor-based uh, players technically up for trade. The next one I want to talk about is a guard. We'll get away from the big guys. It's Lonzo Ball, who a few weeks ago was apparently they were actively shopping him, trying to get a deal going. Um, a few different places have put their hands up. I've got a few ideas where I want him to end up, but I'll throw it up to you first, Cal. What do you think is a good option for Lonzo Ball to end up? Um, well, I've got a couple trades prepared. So let, All right, let, let hit me, me throw this one at you. I, yep. I would love to see this happen, as I'm sure um, LeVar would in Lonzo oh. uh, Ball to the Hornets trade. Oh, so, wow. This would be crazy. Wouldn't you love to see the Ball boys together? The way they push that ball, I think it would be like... I mean, the Hornets are already like my favorite team to watch in the NBA. Well, if Lonzo was well, there, think... such a good fit. Well, I think we'd actually have to, like, as a podcast, support this team because they'd literally be the ball boys, you the know? Like, boys. this would have to be the podcast team. So I'd be all for it. We'd have a podcast team we'd follow. I'd love it. All right, so hear me out. I've got Lonzo Ball obviously getting traded to the Hornets in a package for yep. Malik Monk and Devontae Graham. That, okay. Um, the salaries do work and then yeah. I guess if you are New Orleans you kind of just want three point shooters to spread around Brendan Ingram and Zion to work so yeah. Malik Mark and Devontae Graham are like Devontae pretty much is a spot up three shooter um, who can yeah. also handle the ball obviously and Malik Monk's you know heat check player can come with the bench they, they both have a bit of upside too they're both pretty young um, mm. so I, I can see that happening and then in terms of the Hornets favour you can still play the, the lineup with Lamelo, Lonzo, and Rosier because you, you, like Lonzo can guard threes in, in this day. They're all so big, one, two, yeah. Three, Gordon Hayward at the four, and then I guess you have Cody Zeller at the five. So you, I think that's a pretty reasonable starting five. It'd be fun to watch. Um, oh, yeah. It'd be a very exciting team. I would love to watch that team. Um, look, I'm, I'm still a big fan of Lonzo. He was on our My Guys uh, segment. At, before the season started I think he's still a great player so it, it surprises me to keep seeing his name come up in trade rumors um, apparently that the Pelicans want to give more minutes to Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Kira Lewis who are both you know they're, they're good young talented players but I don't know I just I feel like they're giving up on him a bit too quickly here and I feel like he actually works well with Zion I feel like he's a great he's in three-point shooting has improved tremendously um He's, he's very accurate from there. His shot mechanics look a lot better. He's a decent defender. Um, and he's still a good facilitator. He's still good at you know throwing those like full-court passes to Zion. He's good at sort of pushing the ball up, pushing the pace, which they like to do. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm not sure exactly what they value him doing. If I'm, if I'm Charlotte, I'd make that trade 10 times out of 10. If I'm New Orleans, I think I could probably get something a bit more for him. Like, I don't know. Maybe it maybe depends on what you think of Devontae Graham. I think he's destined to be a sixth man kind of player 
which might work for these guys if they want to get, you know, Nikhil Alexander Walker and Kyrus Lewis to be their like starters. Um, so maybe if you attached a pick onto that or, or like, yeah, a, a first round or, or a couple of second round picks onto that, I might, I might bite, but, um, yeah, I, I still really value Lonzo. Do you, do you still think he's a good player? Or like, what are your thoughts on him? I know I'm pretty high. Yeah, like, well, me, me personally, if I were, I, I think New Orleans should play it out a bit longer because him, him and Zion, I think, do mm. fit. Um, they've had some great kind of like, you know, from the three-point line, Elliot plays already. Um, yeah. And I feel like the chemistry is just going to rise. It's just one of those things that takes a bit of time with some players. And I think I think they can fit together. So I would I would give it more time, personally, unless you got like some yeah. crazy offer. Um but I would be honestly actively just trying to get rid of Bledsoe. He's a waste of space. If you want time for yeah. the young guys, get rid of Bledsoe. He's, the only annoying thing is it's a pretty big contract, so it's it's pretty hard to find. Yeah. So the, yeah, the thing is there. Bledsoe's contract obviously is the issue, and also I think Lonzo Ball's in a contract year. So at the end of this year, I think he's up for this. This is the end of his rookie contract. So I believe he is up for a payday. I think they declined to give him an extension. Uh, or they gave him one, but he he thought he could get more on the market. So potentially this is the reason that they're looking to trade him because they're not willing to pay him uh, potentially what other teams are going to want to pay him. So potentially they're just trying to get something rather than nothing. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I'll throw some other teams out there. Um, one of the the, the most heavily rumored. Um, team that's been linked to him is the Chicago Bulls, which I think is interesting in itself. Um, that sort of tells me that potentially they don't like what they have in Kobe White, um, which I have heard some rumors about and actually led me to uh, trading him in a dynasty league um, <laughs> to get a bit of value before before the other owners caught on. He potentially might be a bit more of a six-man kind of role. Um, so, But I'm not sure what Chicago would be giving up. Like, Are they giving up you know, who are they giving up? Like Patrick Williams? I don't think they would do that. Maybe it's just like some, yeah. Is it like Otto Porter or like, who are they giving up? Like they wouldn't give up Zach Levine. Are they going to trade Kobe White? I think the idea is they want to keep all three of those guards. So I'm not, maybe, maybe it's Wendell Carter Jr. Apparently they, they're not as high on him as, as others. I think that might be, if, if I could get Alonzo Ball for Wendell Carter Jr. Swap, I would definitely do that if I'm the Pelicans. Um, so if that's on the table, I would take that. Another team that I want to throw out there is uh, Orlando because I think you get him paired with uh, Markel Fultz next year. You know, two players who got drafted ahead of uh, Jason Tatum. <laughs> um, I think I think that could be a really fun team. I think those two can play together because obviously Marco Fultz doesn't space the floor. Lonzo does. Lonzo's a bit bigger. He can guard the twos. Fultz is long as well. You've got some good defense on the perimeter. I think that's a, that's a fun young team and it sort of fits their timeline, I think. So um, I, I like the idea. I think Orlando should get involved in this. Um, but I, I'm a big fan of Lonzo, so I think a lot of teams should get involved. Yeah, I like the Orlando because they need a point guard uh, with Fultz. Oh, and, they're thin. Um, yeah. Injuries. We know COVID. It's not a good season to have, you know, some of your yeah. core players gone the whole season. So maybe Alonso Ball for like maybe an Evan Fournier. Uh, New Orleans yeah. could use always a three-point shooter yeah. and maybe attach some picks to it. I'm sure the salary, salaries will work like that. Um, how many, like, it's, let's say it was a straight Lonzo ball for Evan Fournier, how many picks would you have to attach? Two? A first and a second? <sighs> Magic picks I don't know. I think, I th- a yeah, I, I think a first gets it done. I think I think that's, that's a trade that they would accept. I don't know if Orlando would do that. I think... 
I think they're probably in the mode where they might realise that they're probably not going to make the playoffs this year. They might look towards a bit more of a rebuild. You know, they're sitting 12th in the East right now. I don't think they're going to catch any of the teams above them. So I think they might start to look to to sort of rebuild a bit more or get some draft assets. So I don't know if they'd do that. I think they would want to maybe send some, I don't know, some players or, or at least second round draft picks back instead. So who, who knows? Um, let's move on from there. Let's, let's stay in the magic though. There's another big man who has some rumors and um, we talked a little about the Celtics before and this is definitely a guy I've got my eye on. Um, Nikola Vucevic as uh, someone who's been floated out there. Obviously, like I was saying, the Orlando Magic, they're not doing that well this season. They've made the playoffs the last couple of years, but it looks like they're falling out now. They've had a lot of injuries. Um, This was like a good draft class, so let's cash out on Vucevic while we can, while he's playing well, and get the maximum amount of value back. Um, I'll throw out my Celtics there. We've obviously been ruined, uh, rumored sorry, uh, very heavily with this for a little while. I think with the trade exception, we are going to look to make a splash at the trade deadline. And for me personally, this is this is the number one target for us. I think this is if we can get any player that is potentially available. For me, it'd be this guy. I think I think this would be the perfect fit for for my Celtics. Um, what are your thoughts for Vucevic, Cal? Um, I, I want to see him traded. He, I think he's the leading points leader in Magic history, which is pretty really pretty wild. It's kind of sad. Yeah, it's, it's a bit sad. It hasn't really come with much success. Yeah. It's come with a few eighth and seventh seeds in the playoffs, yeah. and, and that's about it. I mean, Shaquille, Shaquille O'Neal was on that team. Like, let's not forget. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vucevic has outdone him. <laughs> yeah, he's been there longer, so yeah. yeah, I guess that's what comes with it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, look, he's putting up you know 24, 11, three assists, a steal a game, um, shooting a good 48. percent He can stretch the court. He's hitting two and a half threes a game. Um, so mm. he's a great shooter. He can pretty much do it all. His only weakness really is he's not the best defender. Um, he he is a big body. The one thing you could say is, let's say you got the Celtics matching up against the six seventy sixes. Um, can you trust Vucevic guarding Joel Embiid in that series? Yeah, it's 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 yeah. He's look. He's obviously not the best defensive big, but he's not he's not horrible. Like he's he's still a decent defender, and he is a bigger guy. Um, conversely, it, it you know he's a guy that can shoot, and on the other end of the court, it will drag Joel Embiid out. So I think for me, I think that's that's a worthwhile thing to invest. And you've always got guys like Tristan Thompson or you know these big bodies that you could throw at Joel Embiid and, and obviously double teams and things like that. So for me, as, as a Celtics fan, um, I'd be definitely willing to do that. I'll throw, a, I'll throw a trade your way. Now, obviously, we've got this trade exception, so we can afford to throw some you know cheaper guys. The salaries don't have to match up very well. But what if I threw a first-round pick, Robert Williams, uh, Aaron Neesmith, and someone like uh, Romeo Langford or, or something like that? So a lot of young guys and a first-round pick. Do you think that does it for the Orlando Magic? Do you think they can get something better elsewhere? Um, I think for Vucevic, you, you could get two firsts somewhere else. Yeah, really? Okay. Like he is pretty much an all-star. So yeah, he's been, yeah. Maybe, like, I guess the Robert Williams is the one of but the But who else, who else is going to give up? Who else is going to give up two first that need a center? Like, who, who else is going to do that? It's a good question. That is a good yeah, question. like in a, in a contending team, the only other team I can think of is something like the Toronto Raptors, potentially. Um, you know, maybe it is Milwaukee, you know, if they're not too sold on Brook Lopez. Um, there's a lot of, lot of good centers well, around the league Dallas, at the moment. I mean, Dallas 
their center position. They've always been rumored. They love the Europeans. Yeah, yeah, well, they love they love white guys, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, look, the the tandem of him and Paul Zingas could could be lethal. Um, the Spurs could could be another one. Look, I'm, I'm looking at the stands right now. I'm surprised to see they're sitting in the sixth seed right now. So they're obviously trying to get into the playoffs. That could be that could be something. But again, I don't know what they're gonna send over. Yeah, they don't really have the young guys that the Celtics well, can the throw guards, over. So like you could, you could throw in one of the Derek Whites of the world. Um, I don't know if the Spurs do that. I don't know if they want to do that. I think they like Derek White. They just re-signed him. Um, yeah, look, I, th- I think in terms of the young players, I think the Celtics have more to offer. I-, I think, look, I'm really high on Robert Williams. I think he's earning some respect around the league. Um, uh, for some reason, I don't think the Orlando Magic believe in Mo Bamba. Um, we haven't really seen him much at all since they've drafted him. Yeah, apparently um, maybe that's because... Yeah, okay. Well, maybe you haven't seen it because Vucevic is there, but I don't know. Maybe this is a chance to sort of decide between two athletic big guys, between him and Williams, if you make that trade. Uh, have you heard any other rumors out there for, for Vucevic? Well, look, I, I've made one trade, so I'll, I'll throw this one at you. Okay, so, hit me. So your hit me. Um, oh, okay. I think that he could work with Zion just because, once again, you need Zion in the paint to work. Vucevic, he can pick and pop, he can do it all. Um, so let's do a Vucevic and Terrence Ross. Okay. For Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe, and then at least one first rounder as well uh, from New Orleans. It just. So then, obviously. Yeah. See. Um, the the Magic get the point guard they need. They need a point guard. They get Eric Bledsoe. Um, mm-hmm. They also get Stephen Adams. Yeah. The salary match with Stephen Adams and Vucevic is pretty on par because. <laughs> Stephen Adams is making like $28 million. It's way too much money. So yeah. You can just pretty yeah. much trade that in. Um, and then in the trade, New Orleans also gets a good spark plug off the bench. Terrence Ross, three-point shooter. Can go with Zion. Can go with um, Brennan Ingram. Um, they get they get off yeah. Derek Bledsoe, which is their goal. They can give more of the ball to um, Lonzo um, and, you know, yeah. share it with that point guard, Judy. So I think that I think that's a good win-win for both teams. And the thing is, they have so many yeah, assets. They're like, all the I Lakers first round. They can just give some of the Lakers picks, whatever. Throw it in. Oh, uh, true, true. They they could use like if if it's a Lakers first rounder, that makes it more enticing for for the Pelicans, I believe, because obviously they're not doing too well and they're going to finish towards the bottom of the of the ladder in the West. Um, I believe. I think. Uh, they you know, like two ma- maybe. Like, just do that. Yeah. Keep your own picks. Yeah. Get a good asset. That it could work. work. With your team. It, it, I, I did look. If that's the case, I, I'd probably would do that if I'm if I'm New Orleans. <laughs> I think I think potentially you could. I don't know. Like, do you do you like that offer better than what I was saying before with the Celtics? Like, in terms of getting yeah, back can, for for get Orlando. Two first rounders out of it, then yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you think that extra first round pick is is the difference maker there? Yeah. 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 Okay. I see. See if I'm if I'm Danny Age. If I if push comes to shove. I, I might even do that because obviously our, our, our first round picks are whatever at this stage. Um, and if they're the Lakers first round picks that you're competing against, I, I would just do it. So yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I, I, it's a good trade. I think it's, it's something to think about and definitely sort of, it's, it's a difficult question because I'm not sure exactly what the league values Vucevic. I honestly think he's, he's a great player. I think, I think he does command some, some trade value, uh, but there are a lot of big men available in the league. So potentially some teams might just say, nah, 
stuff you, we'll go get someone else that doesn't quite cost as much and, and get nearly nearly the value uh, that Vucevic provides us. Uh, let's, let's maybe move on, on to someone else, another big man, uh, one of your boys in Oklahoma City, Al Horford. Obviously, has been playing pretty good, obviously. We, I, I talked about him as a, a bit of a sell high on our fantasy segments. Um, but, you know, OKC are doing it again. They did the same thing with Chris Paul. I think they should try to do the same thing with Al Horford. Obviously, probably not quite as uh, much return. But if you can get anything for Al Horford, who you literally got assets to put on your team, that's a, that's a huge win. And I think they should look to do that. And I think that they will try and do that. Um, how much value he has out there on the market right now, maybe tough tough to tell. But what, what do you think about Al Horford's trade prospects? Look, OKC are doing exactly what they need to do. Um, the past two weeks, he's putting up 18 points, six rebounds, five and a half assists, and then you're kind of one steal, one block. Um, so he's, he's doing very yep. well. He's showing that he can still commit to a winning team because OKC are still winning games. They're almost 500. Yeah. So I, I understand his contract still has three more years on it, and that's the hard thing to kind of get over. But they're doing everything they can to, sh- to kind of, you know, get a buyer. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, look, I, I don't know. I, I reckon they can pull it off. I don't know. I have a lot of a lot of faith in in their front office over there. They've obviously shown the ability to do it. And like you said, Al Horford is someone that can provide a good boost to a title contending team. Um, you know, if if the Celtics got Al Horford back on their roster, and that was you know that was what we walked away with. I think it's better than nothing. You know, I think I would prefer it over Drummond, I believe. Um, obviously, the contract will look bad in a few years, but for right now, it's not awful. Um, he is still playing at a higher level. He is still able to stretch the floor and facilitate. Uh, still a decent defender. Probably not quite as good a defender as he as he was um, back when he was playing for Celtics previously, um, but still someone that has you know, some value around the league. So uh, I'll, I'll read out some, some teams that I've seen him rumored to go towards. Um, Celtics is one that I've seen a lot of. Um, San Antonio is another team that I've heard rumored uh, would fit in well with Popovich, I think, there. Um, I don't think you'd have to give up too much to get um, Al Horford and potentially, depending on the value of him around the league, maybe you might even get some assets to take on the contract. And then Charlotte was the other team that I've heard some rumors about. Obviously, they've got Cody Zeller starting at the center there, so they could look to upgrade there uh, as they make their playoff push. Do you have any other teams that you've heard rumors for, or what do you think about those three teams? Um, yeah, I, I like those. I, we know the Celtics need a big, and that's fair enough. San Antonio, they always bring the, the aging stars back into their roster. Yeah. So it, it would be a textbook San Antonio play. <laughs> it would be, yeah. It'd be. It, it wouldn't surprise me if it worked out really well too. Uh, I don't know. Like, would you play them and uh, him and Lamarcus Aldridge together? I don't know how that would work. It's, it's a very old, very old front court, isn't it? Um, look, I don't know if they. Yeah, I don't know if they would play well together. I don't know. Aldridge hasn't looked that good so, this year, although he's yeah, played good in spurts. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's something I could see happen, but I probably put it more in the less likely column than likely. Uh, Charlotte's an interesting one. Um, I think, you know, they're a team that likes to get out and run. So maybe, although Horford is still still able to play at a fast pace and he spreads the floor, which allows you to, to do that a bit more, obviously more than Cody Zeller. So um, 
I would be interested to see that that sort of happen. Who and who would um, be trading it? Because Cody Zeller is the heart and blood of that team. Um, he's been with them for <laughs> many years now. He's a veteran. He's, yeah. He loves the city. I feel like the you know the, those Charlotte. Charlotte loves Cody look, Zeller. Uh, He's committed. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you might even be able to keep him. Like, uh, look, maybe, maybe all you have to give up is like a Malik Monk. You know, like it, I don't think it's going to take too much. Like maybe Malik Monk and uh, a couple of seconds or, or, or oh, one second round asset, pick. Really, like that that contract yeah. is so disgusting. I reckon if you yeah if you yeah. throw Malik Monk, you, you can get someone that's an asset, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's had some flashes, and um, I think I think for yeah. If even if you get late, just a couple of second round picks, OKC is going to see that as a huge win because um, he's not part of their future. He's not part of what they want to build around. Isaiah Roby, Darius Baisley, that, that's the future. That's where they're going to go towards. So um, I think any asset that they get back is, is a win. So I don't think it's going to take much. And I think one team could get a steal on their hands um, on the cheap to get to get out Horford. Um, so let's do one more really quick one. Um, I, I, I want to spend a bit more time on, on some guards. And this one you, you actually brought to my attention. Um, Carl Lowry. Yeah, can you tell the listeners uh, what you've learned and, and why you think Carl Lowry could be uh, potentially on the move? Well, my, my sources have a... Uh, sources. sources. This is, a, this is a, a, a ball boy's scoop right here. <laughs> um, they, they've told me that uh, Kyle has listed his Toronto home up for sale. Oh, so, okay. I mean, we've seen that happen in the past and, and usually we that have. means that they're on the move. Yeah, we saw that with LeBron, I'm pretty sure, when, when he listed up his uh, his house for sale in Miami. Exactly. exactly. Um, you can go the other way sometimes, yep. too. you got, like, Durant buying a big house in New York before yep. he signed the Brooklyn yep. contract. The house yep. does come into it. It definitely does. It's, it does. Look, he could just be selling the house and, and, and buying another one, but uh, I don't know. Maybe he's got multiple houses. I don't know what Carl Lowry's financial portfolio is like, but um, this is an interesting one to me because... I guess this would tell us what Toronto think their potential is this year. Now, obviously, they started shaky. They've improved steadily throughout the season. And um, I, I, personally, I'm going to file this away as a bit more of an unlikely move um, just because I think there's a few things going against. I think everyone loves Kyle Lowry in Toronto. Um, I think he's a bit of a hero there. I feel like they, they're going to do right by him. Um, and he can still play. He can still play at a high level. Uh, is what's his contract situation? Let me look that up real quick. It's unless you know off the top of your head, it's a, it's close to. A is max. it is it is it expiring? Um, I think it might. Uh, be I'll, I'll I'll look it up just now because if it's expiring, then it gets interesting because potentially they don't want to pay him after this year. So maybe they're looking to cash in while they can. They don't think they're title contenders. Uh, I've got one That's, year, thirty million. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Expiring. Yeah, so yeah, that makes it a bit more interesting. I think if if they don't want to pay him, they're obviously maybe moving in a younger direction. Fred Van Vliet, I like their rookie point guard in uh, Malachi Flynn a lot. I've seen him play a few times and and he's showing some promise to me. Um, so maybe they want to move in that direction if they don't think they're going to be title contenders. So he's an unrestricted free agent at 35 years old this offseason. So you know, not someone you want to pay very much. Uh, but in saying that, I still think it's more unlikely than likely. What, what do you think? Do you think the house thing is enough to, to make you think it's going to happen? I think it's happening. I, I reckon we can lock it oh. in. I reckon it's locked in. Lock he, it in. He is Mr. Toronto. Uh, I'll say that. But like, they'll do yeah. right by him. They'll send him to a contender. They'll send him to okay. a team he wants to play for. Um, and here's one I'll throw at you. I think it's, okay. it is to some degree a win-win. 
because as I said, it has all to right. be a contender, right? And I apologize to all the listeners for the repetitive talk we're talking about the Celtics. But what about, <laughs> oh, no. what about this is straight Carl Lowry for Kemba Walker trade? We know Danny Age is pretty brutal. Kemba's knees do not look healthy. I think he just wants mm. a vet there, can run the court, play with Jalen, play with Jason Tatum. What about this estate? Straight trade. Carl Lowry for Kemba Walker. Straight swap? Oh, interesting. Interesting. I don't know about that one. I think, yeah, he's an expiring contract. The, the, issue, the issue is that the Celtics are about to pay Jason Tatum a shitload of money. So... Even though it's going to be an expiring contract, I don't think, I think even still, we're not going to have much cat flexibility to sign someone. So I feel like the fact that it's an expiring contract doesn't really help the Celtics. Now, I could be off there. I, I don't know exactly how the, the salary cap works or, or what's going to happen there. Um, so potentially, if it is feasible that we can sign someone with Kyle Larry's expiring or if he takes a cheaper deal, I don't know. Right now, if I'm Danny Ainge, I say no to that. And I, I, I keep Kemba Walker, hope that his knees go all right and, and at least keep him on my books for next year so that if it doesn't work out this year, I can take another run. I don't know, as Tatum and, and Brown obviously get older and, and more, you know, get improved year in, year out, which they have shown the ability to do. So as a Celtics, I say no there. I'm, I'm happy with Kemba Walker over Kyle at this stage, just because of the age. I think the age is enough for me to say no. And I think their abilities are, they're, they're close enough that, that I'm, I'll take the younger player there. Even though Kyle Larry, I say would be a little bit better than Kemba right now. I don't think it's that much to, to sacrifice the future. Yeah. Well, it's just, I mean, Kemba's got three more years. Like he's on a three year contract now left. Yeah. He's got about 35 yeah. mil. So you're still paying a lot of money. That... You you are, but he's on the books. That's what I'm saying. Like he 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 yeah. fits because he's signed. He, we've got him. Whereas I think you could lose Kyle Lowry, and then like you know what have we got then? Um, we don't have the salary cap really to to go out and get someone because you're paying Tatum over thirty million. You're paying Jalen Brown over thirty million. Um, you're paying Marcus Smart nearly twenty million. You know, so like that like our cap is sort of put in with those guys there. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just don't think it it really is worthwhile. Um, but good trade. I, I like I like what you're thinking. Uh, a lot of Celtics talk. Let's <laughs> let's let's move away from from the Celtics. Uh, we're gonna look into just pure NBA fantasy now. Um, just gonna go through some buy low players so that you guys can get some trade targets, warm up the old trade machine float in some low ball offers and, and get some good bargains on your hands. So I'll throw it over to you first, Cal. Give me your first buy low player. Um, so I've got Michael Porter Jr. I think so. Pretty pretty good buy low at this point. Um, yep. He's not playing well right now. I think today he went zero from eight as well, which is like he terrible. He was shocking. Yes. <laughs> he's, he was... He was oh, he's just looking yeah, out he of place. Was, he's not looking himself. Uh, his yeah. shot's not falling. He, like, I'm hoping he can bring it back. Um, they need him to be a scorer. Um, maybe they should bring him back off the bench again. I think he just fits into that role better. Just go for the sixth man. And if that does happen, he can come off the bench and score you kind of 18 points a game. But right now, he's yeah. he's definitely fallen off over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, it's 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 a weird one because you, you see flashes, but then you see... What's the opposite of flashes? You just see darkness, I guess. Like you just, you just see just this black <laughs> hole of you know, yeah, zero from eight, and just not a whole lot else. You know, yeah, he had seven rebounds and a block, but 
obviously we know he's averaging like he's oh he's actually over an assist a game right now 1.1 which is congrats good job Michael Porter but um yeah just nothing else um but you know just a few games ago 19 points five rebounds two assists two steals two blocks four threes 60 percent from the field no turnovers in just 28 minutes so like he when he's on he can be so good but it's so maddeningly inconsistent that I just don't I don't know how to value him. What would be what would you want to throw out to get Michael Porter Jr.? Like what like how low are you talking here? It, someone someone like in the eighties, seventies or eighties. Um, I don't know. I yeah. feel like that's pretty good. Because he's got like yeah. kind of a fifty value, I think. He, he can hit like that 50 yeah, he's, he's doing pretty well. Look, he's still ranked fiftieth. Um even with all this sort of stuff. But I think that's almost a bit of a false 50th because he's only averaging the one turnovers. He's still averaging a steal and a block a game, which is valuable. Um, And and obviously he's... Even with... It does does jump him up a fair bit. Look, if, if I'm... Right now, if you were to send me a top 70 player right now, Cal, I would, I would nearly take that. I would... Even though we're talking about him as a buy low, right now I think I would take that. So if I'm someone else, I would probably even try to go a little bit lower, maybe even just like a top 100 guy. I've been on fantasy forums and and groups and and people are talking about dropping him. So um, there's a lot of frustration there for owners. So I think you can actually buy really low. So I think that's, yeah, textbook buy low. Um, Yeah, float someone out who's like around that 100 mark um, and and you might be able to get a trade happening on your hands. Um, Look, it could actually go pear-shaped. He might even drop further than that, but the upside is so high that if it does work out, you could get a real good steal on your hand. So um, I wouldn't be trading anyone you would really miss though. Uh, all right, I'll throw it over to my first buy low, and I'm going to name Chris Middleton uh, as a buy low candidate at the moment. Now, obviously, on the season, he's doing really well, but just in recent form, more so, uh, has dropped off. He's ranked 29th on the season um, at the moment, but in the last two weeks, he's been outside the top 100. Um, he's dropped off in his scoring um, and threes is offering zero blocks and, and turnovers are quite high at the moment. So if you've got someone who's going off the rankings and, and looking at the recent form of games, his scoring has definitely tailed away a little bit, um, which is interesting because obviously Drew Holiday has been missing for the past few games. So I find that interesting. Um, and you could even use the narrative that, hey, he's been playing this bad and Drew Holiday's not been gone. Drew Holiday's going to come back, affect him even more. So you could throw that narrative out to the owner. Uh, so I think you could get him potentially for someone who's you know close to that like 50 ranked mark uh, for an owner who's maybe struggling a bit more and, and needs some immediate value. Because um, I think he is, he still is that like top top 40, top 35 player moving forward, uh, which we sort of drafted him to be. Yeah, what are your thoughts there, Kyle? Yeah, I'll just say that um, Drew Holiday is like it's a good way to try and persuade someone to maybe make the trade and say he's going to yeah. drop off more. But Drew Holiday is just one of yeah. those dudes who's just going to help your team so much, and he doesn't shoot a whole yeah. lot. He takes a lot of the defensive assignments. He creates a fair few shots as well, and Chris Middleton yeah. definitely benefits from him. I'll, I'll say that, and I, that is I think I think so. one of the reasons he's dropping off. Yeah, well, his his drop off and rank coincides directly when Drew Holiday was missing games due to COVID. So, um, literally, the the two it weeks that Drew Holiday's been easier. missing, 
Yeah, it's 100%. So I think that like from the data we've had this season, there's a direct correlation between those two things. So I think that's why, uh, and some people might be thinking the opposite. So that's where you could use that sort of reverse psychology to get yourself a bargain uh, and, and buy low there. Let's throw over to your, your last one here, Cal. We're just going to do two today. Um, your second buy low target. Um, I'm going to go with Derek White. And oh, yeah. I say Derek yep. White is because he's back from injury now. So whoever owned him kind of suffered through all the pain. He's been back for about two weeks. And he's only been the 100th ranked player on Yahoo in the past two weeks. And you draft him at about 70. Um, he's putting up about 12, 2, and 5. Um, he's really valuable in the steals. He's only really putting up 1.2 steals and um, 0.8 blocks. So it, you're hoping yep. it can go up. Um, his minutes as well has only been about 24 minutes a game. So they're easing him back in a little bit. Yeah, Exactly, yeah. They're easing him back in. So if you can maybe get someone who's just waited this long um, and now he's back and he, his stats aren't top 70 value, maybe you could make a bit of a push to get him because he's only really going to go up from here, I believe. Like his field goal as well, 41%. That should come up as well. Um, yeah, he's, a, he's an efficient guard. He is. He is. And he should get more yeah. steals in the 1.2. His value would yep. definitely come up in the next month or so. Um, the only asterisk I'll put next to that one there is that the looks like the Spurs have a lot of COVID issues going on right now. So it looks like if you just look on the schedule, the next, what day is it now? It's the next sort of three games have all been postponed. So I, would, I wouldn't be making the move if you need immediate results. But if you can stand to sort of be a bit patient, wait a little bit, and you're in a good position, then yeah, I think it's a good buy low because some teams might sort of be panicking with all these missed games and all these postponed games that yes, they might be moving him. And his last game he did play was amazing. He, I think I tweeted out, this is why he was on our must-own list that we had last week. Um, he's he's only owned in 63% of rosters, and that's just that's way too low for me. He should be on everyone's rosters everywhere. Uh, obviously, the missed games due to postponement is is annoying right now. But if you can, I would definitely have him on your roster. And if, if you're in a deeper league and you can buy low on him, I definitely would uh, because I think he's going to be a top 75 player basically from here on out because he can get blocks he can get steals gets assists he can shoot threes he's going to be a decent percentage guy um yeah he's going to be picking up a fair bit of scoring on that spurs roster um so i think he's he's going to be a great player from here out as well he's also great on Um, so he's a great net positive for any team yeah yeah he's not going to hurt you anywhere really let's move on i've got one more one more guy and that one is another wing player gordon hayward who is currently a little bit injured but nothing serious i don't believe at the moment um on the year he's he's doing really well i think we highlighted him as a bit of a sell high guy before and obviously he's regressed a little bit since then uh but on the season he's ranked 35th uh and in the last couple of weeks he's ranked 87th um Hasn't blocked a shot in the last two weeks. Obviously, the steals that were up at nearly two a game earlier in the season have dropped off dramatically, averaging under a steal a game in the last two weeks. Um, scoring has been down to what it was previously. So, And obviously, with the injuries and a couple of postponed games. Uh, and his injury was only lower back discomfort, so it's nothing serious. Um, so you might just have to get an impatient owner that you could be able to snag. Um, someone who is going to be a top 40 player moving on. Uh, for for a bit of a discount, so if you can do that, I think that's a definite definition of a buy low target. Do you like that pick up? Yeah, I love Gordon Hayward. Well, once again, he's just a net positive to every team. Um, yeah, I guess his defensive stats aren't quite there, but otherwise, he doesn't really hurt you a whole lot. His field goal over the past no. two weeks has been down, so I guess that is hurting you a little bit. But I I love yeah. Gordon Hayward. I, I'd love to have him on my team. 
Yeah. On the season, though, he's averaging nearly 49%. So that's another reason why his rank has been so heavily affected um, because those percentages can play a big role. He'll be a much more efficient shooter than this, uh, especially when he's playing with our guy, LaMelo Ball, who is um, carving up the NBA right now. So... uh, I think he's a textbook by low. Let's rattle through a couple of sell highs each here next, Cal. So we're talking sell highs. Um, throw me um, a player who you think you can cash in right now. Um, so I'm going to go with Zion Williamson. Oh, okay. Him because one of the knocks that he had is he couldn't really get any assists at all. Um, I guess he was averaging kind of yeah. two and a half or around two for, for most of, I guess, this season. But, but recently... Um, that scheme out at New Orleans has kind of changed a bit. He's actually running the point forward role a, a lot more, and his assists yeah. has been really good. He's been getting up. He's got above yeah. four assists um, over the past few games. He had a seven assist game, you know, six, five, five. So that's rising. Um, I'll see what I guess he's putting up in the past couple mm. of weeks. Um, but even his points is going up. That field goal is still there. Um, his his free throw percentage over the past. 14 days is actually at 80 it's been improving it has been yeah well, so. yeah so that's huge um if, if you if you're on like a punt kind of free throw team and you're like you know what maybe there's someone else out there to if he's doing so well you i don't know you can get rid of him but he he definitely he's averaging 27 5 and 5 over the past 14 weeks which is huge mm. and, and mm. i feel like yeah. it is if he gets keeps maintaining these minutes he should maintain this because as, as i said they are running through him a lot more now so the assist should still yep. be there. I think. I think for me, the key there is the free throw percentage. Um, now, he's someone who is shooting a lot of attempts at seven and a half attempts on the season at seventy one percent. So whilst that doesn't sound awful, it is enough to really drain your percentages, especially if you're going up against teams that have a lot of positive free throw shooters. So if that's something that you are concerned about. Based on his recent form of free throw shooting, maybe you could sell high on that and, and sort of try and convince owners that he is going to be this 80-plus percent free throw shooter moving forward. I don't think he will be this year, but maybe he figures it out in future years. But I just think this year there will be a bit more inconsistency with the free throws. Um, also, his steals and blocks have been trending up recently. And it's something that we did see in college and we, we, we sort of thought that that's what was going to make him elite in fantasy in the pros. But in his first season and start this year, that wasn't there and sort of gave us some pause for doubts. So whether or not you think that that's going to continue, so obviously he's, he's nearly averaging a block per game in the last sort of, um, you know, a block and a steal per game in the last couple of weeks whether or not you think that that's going to continue and obviously the 1.6 turnovers so the 1.6 turnovers that will not continue either he's obviously going to turn the ball over more as well so that's why he's ranked 11th at the last two weeks which i think is is really high but yeah to me it's the free throws and the turnovers that are boosting his rank higher than what we have seen at this season um and if you don't care about those things then great hold on to him keep him but if you do use this opportunity to sell high yeah, exactly. He, he's killing it right now. Um, so yeah. if you can, if there's someone out there who's maybe a top 20 value and, and you can use Zion as a bit of an asset to get him, if he fits your team, yeah. it could be worthwhile. I, I think you could get someone of, of really high value for Zion at the moment. So you could even get like potential first rounder back for him. Um, even if, I know Anthony Davis, we've thrown as a buy, buy low before. He is injured right now, but 
you know, maybe closer to the time when he's back. You could even maybe float out and off and try and get someone like Anthony Davis back on your team because Zion's just exciting and everyone loves him. So everyone wants him on their fantasy team. Um, I'll throw out one more sell high guy and it is uh, pretty textbook and maybe a bit of an obvious one, but you'll be surprised. Some people are pretty keen to get this guy into this into your team and that is Ennis Cantor. Uh, obviously, Yusuf Nurkic has had that injury to his wrist or hand, broken hand or wrist, I'm not quite sure. Um, and he will eventually be coming back and he will be the starting center again. And Ennis Cantor is taking advantage of that opportunity right now and is just absolutely killing it. Um, in the last couple of weeks, he is... Wait, wait, let, me, let me get up my thing. He's ranked 80th in the last couple of weeks, averaging 13.5 rebounds, you know, 13 points, big field goal percentage boost. He's nearly been averaging a, a block per game, which is just ridiculous for him. He's coming off a game where he, where he got 21 rebounds. So... To me, that just screams sell high because he is not going to be starting on this team once Nurkic is back. And um, some people will be fooled by that and forget about our boy Nurk. Yeah, that's it. He's, um, yeah, so many rebounds. He's putting up pretty much 13 and 13. Great field goal. Um, I guess the almost the blocker game is kind of helping you as well. So he, he definitely is yeah. worth, if you can make a trade with him now, you just have to flip the switch because yeah. Nurkic is on his way. Yeah, and sometimes like those points and rebounds numbers just pop out at people and people are just drawn to them a bit more and they forget to look at the rest of the statistics. So obviously he's not hitting any threes, he's not getting any steals or any assists. Um, his free throw percentage has been eh. Um, so all those things have been dragging his his rank down, but people just look at those, oh my God, look at all those points and rebounds and they'll want him on their side just because those numbers just pop out and there's such big numbers on those categories. Um that people will be like willing to pay more than what he's worth. So if you can get a top 50 or even just a top 75 or top 80 player for Innes Cantor, I think you pull the trigger because um, that will be long-term value, whereas Cantor's value right now is just in the short term. All right, let's move on. We've got our last segment for today and just going to run through a couple of waiver wire pickups, some hot players right now for you to pick up, maybe for the short term or the long term. We'll touch on a few as we, we name them. But here's the list for them right now. Uh, we've got Ricky Rubio, Sadiq Bay, Michael Carter-Williams, Grayson Allen, Jay Sean Tate, Anthony Edwards, who may be owned, but just double-check anyway, uh, Miles Bridges, Cody Zeller, Joe Ingles, and Marcus Morris Sr. Uh, from that list there, Cal, who stands out to you? And, and give us a bit of backstory as to why we're adding that player. It's got to be Sadiq Bay for me. Yeah. Uh, it's, we know that Blake is sitting out. He's not going to play anymore. He was the yes. starting player. He was putting up 32 minutes a game. And Sadiq yeah. Bay, he played, he played 38 minutes today. 38 minutes, 16, yeah. 4, 6, 3 steals, 4 threes. This man can hit threes. He had a 30-point game um, only a couple nights ago um, when he had 7 threes and also put up 12 rebounds. So he's going to get the minutes. He is definitely a must-own, I think, in every league right now that Blake is out because he'll be elite in yep. threes and um, he'll help in, in a few of those other categories. Even his field goal has been quite good too. So if, yeah. if he is on your waiver wire right now, guys, go pick him up. Yeah, I definitely agree with it. And um, I obviously did it in our league, as, as you know, Cal. <laughs> I picked, picked him up. I was disappointed when I found out that uh, a couple of Detroit games were getting postponed. So that was a bit of a bummer. But it looks like it'll just be um, 
when this video comes out, it'll be tonight's game, um, and then after that, it looks looks pretty good. Um, so by then, he'll be easy uh, for you to pick up. I, I do want to temper expectations a little bit. He's obviously not going to shoot as well as he has in the last like couple of weeks. He got the player of the week last week uh, in the NBA, which was super random. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he was killing it and had a game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, super random. So, but he had a game where he scored 30.7 threes, shooting 83%. That's obviously not sustainable. Um, and he doesn't offer too much outside of points, threes, and, and maybe some rebounds. Um, so I would temper expectations a little bit, but definitely take a flyer, add him if he's out there, um, and just see what happens, basically would be my advice. I want to highlight uh, Ricky Rubio as one of their pickups. News came out today, um, or yesterday, well, by the time this, this video comes out, that D'Angelo Russell is out for an extended period of time. I think it's it's close to like four to six weeks or something like that. So it's a decent chunk of the rest of the season. Um, so I think Ricky Rubio should be picked up everywhere, especially if you're in need of some steals and assists, trickle of threes and good free throw percentage. So I definitely think he should be added. Um, and another player that I think is, if you're looking for point guard stats, is Michael Carter-Williams. Obviously, bit of a bummer news for owners of um, Cole Anthony. Had that sore shoulder, was questionable. And then obviously now we found out today that he has fractured his ribs. So he is out for another four to six weeks um, and probably won't be seen until the All-Star game. So they literally have no other point guard on their roster. So Michael Carter-Williams is like the only guy. So if you need some assists, you need some some steals and, and out-of-position rebounds, he's good. Just be careful that the percentages will be pretty shit. And um, he will not not do well from the field or either from the free throw line as well. So um, those are guys that you consider for a bit of bit of short term point guard stats. Yeah, um, you got those, those get, magic guys. They can't they yeah. can't get a break, and they're, they're just getting destroyed. Unlucky, yes, um, yeah. But Michael Carter Williams has been um, historically elite in steals as well. So he, he yes. can be good in that category. He put up a twenty one seven and seven game. I think um, pretty much his yeah. debut back. So he's doing pretty yeah. well. Definitely, definitely pick him up. Um, he should not be on the wave wire right now. And I, I guess we'll yeah. touch on Anthony Edwards, who you picked up. Um, if he's on the wave yeah. wire, I know a lot of people, he's the rookie, probably isn't. I think he's 70% owned. Um, but he, ever since he got the starting role, he has been putting up top 100 value uh, the past couple of weeks. He has yeah. been. And he's putting up 18 points, five rebounds, three and a half assists with um, almost a block and a steal a game as well. So, and yeah. with that, the two, three points a game. So he has been a, an actual fantasy contributor over the past couple of weeks. So yeah. if he maintains his start, um, I understand Carlton Towns will be coming back now as well, but he played well today. He, he's um, back he now, yeah. 25, and that, yeah. that was with Carl Anthony Towns. So it was yeah. 28, yeah. 7, and 5 today with a steal and two blocks. So, I mean, like... Yeah. I guess him and Kyle Anthony can work. I mean, Kyle Anthony is one of those guys who can stretch the court for everyone as well as working inside. So I think he yeah. is a, a net positive for a lot of these kind of players. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think I was a bit skeptical at first because he was putting up some big numbers before. Cat was back. Um, I wasn't sure how permanent the move into the starting role was there. They've still got those crowded backcourt. But now with we've seen them play with Carl Anthony Towns. He obviously led the team in scoring today. Um, 
you know, their scoring is very valuable. Like, even if he doesn't do anything else, it is it is valuable still. And he is putting up some decent threes, some decent assists and steals. So uh, I think definitely he likely is already owned in your league. But just in case, go have a look. Make sure he's – because if he's there, uh, I would definitely scoop him up. Because now that D'Angelo Russell's out, he's going to be he's going to be scoring even more. So um, I will throw out one more player who I didn't, who I didn't mention earlier um, – who maybe not add just yet, but if you're in a deeper league and I added in, in our dynasty league, uh, Jared Vanderbilt is someone who I am keeping a close eye on in regular redraft league. He is a forward for the Minnesota Timberwolves and has started the last two games. He's a bit of a defensive specialist, gets some blocks and steals um, and had a big rebounding game today. Um, it looks like they're leaning towards him and Kat starting together because Carlton Towns can spread the floor. And is someone who I think if you ask for some defensive stats with some rebounds, probably not going to give you too much scoring or uh, free throw percentage, but someone if you need those stats that I would look at. And if you're in a deeper league, I would take a, a speculative ad if you can afford it. So, um, yeah, just, just keep an eye on him and, and, and keep him in your watch list, watch list in standard leagues. And if he puts another game or two together with decent value, I would, I would scoop up pretty quickly. And, uh, cool. I'll, I'll do one more shout out as well to yeah hit me um, w- with the whole Blake Griffin thing happening Isaiah Stewart as well could get some minutes so keep an eye on him yes. just add him to the watch list yes. because he, he's actually got one of the highest offensive rebound um, like percentages in the league he, he hunts those yeah. boards um, and he, he can get blocks for you as well so yeah. he, he could be worth I just keep on your watch list yeah, we did have him as one of our stash candidates in our earlier video. If you want to go check that out, uh, we had a few uh, players to keep in mind with stashes and with all the fantasy trades and stuff we were talking about today. Uh, refer back to that video and, and it'll give you a good idea on who to keep an eye on in case some of these trades do happen and which players have some high sort of upside if, if some trades go down before the deadline. All right, well, we might wrap it up there, Cal. Thanks for joining me today, mate. Always a pleasure talking hoops. Always fun. That's it. Cheers, mate. Um, And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us a like on the video. Let your mates know if they're into fantasy basketball. Uh, Listen along on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcasts. And we will catch you guys next time. See you later. Bye.